Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everyone. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Wednesday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Steve coming up soon from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Well, we're almost there. Halfway through to getting this game week. First game week of the year for the Penn State Indy Lions. Taking on Indiana Saturday at 3.30. Airtime at 2 here on WKOK. And the big news yesterday that Steve talked about, we'll get into it a little bit more, is it looks like no Journey Brown for at least the foreseeable future, We'll see, at least for this 2020 season. We'll see how things go beyond that with an undisclosed medical condition. You heard some of the audio there from James Franklin from Steve's update. And as we've talked about before with Penn State, Steve has even said this, the amount of depth that they have is what kind of, is what I what seems to be making them one of the top teams besides Ohio State in the Big Ten, and to me now that depth is going to be tested early, especially at running back with guys like Noah Kane leading the way, who of course as we've talked about before have done a good job for Penn State, but then of course there's the offensive line, who I think is going to be more prominent now to opening things up in the running game for a lack of Journey Brown. And I think that'll that's a good thing for Penn State because, as Steve's talked about, you can name probably 10 guys that are really capable of stepping up, which is exactly what you need and what you'd like to see for how James Franklin has built this offensive line. And then defensively, hey, of course. a good offensive line in the league. Yes. There isn't. Exactly right. You and I think it's going to set things up well for him. You want to know why? I think the reason that there aren't great offensive lines in the NFL is because there are a lot of mediocre offensive lines in college. Now, there are certain programs that have really good offensive lines. Usually USC can turn out a really good offensive line, but Ohio State does. You know, you look at you know, a guy like Donovan Smith at Penn State out there anchoring that offensive line for Tampa Bay and so forth. But you have a lot of places that play the game of college football today many of them being in um, many of them um, being like in the, like the Mountain West, the American uh, some, even in the Big 12 you know, I get a little concerned about Metallica sometimes you know, every time I turn around they're trying to take over the show I mean, don't you think? yes 
got to address that. I, I, I think they're terrific. Enter Sandman's great. Uh, but it's, you know. But you have a lot. What happens with a lot of offenses in college football? Washington State, Mississippi State, a lot of Big 12 teams, American teams, a lot of Mountain West teams. You know, where you're trying to draw, when you're trying to draft, you're trying to draw from a pool all over the place, right? What are they doing? Florida Atlantic, people like that. They're always trying to work their offenses around their offensive lines. Why do you think they play the way they play? They're not out there playing power football. Their offensive lines aren't good enough to play power football. Why are their passing games short, crisp, bang, bang, you know, catch, throw, catch, throw? Because it takes the offensive line out of the equation. Well, this is what the NFL has to draft from. And guess what? Nobody in the NFL, I shouldn't say nobody, very few teams in the NFL have really good offensive lines. I think the Steelers do. I think Tennessee does. Baltimore has a pretty good one, but they've been struggling this year. I mean, Baltimore's offense is struggling much more this year than people realize. It's camouflaged a bit by the record. Even look at Kansas City. Mahomes is running around all over the place trying to make plays. He's not sitting back and just picking guys out. Even he's got to move around to make a play. The Eagles don't have a very good offensive line. That's why when you lose a guy like Lane Johnson, it's a problem. Okay, so if you're wondering how Penn State's testing is going, here it is. October 10th to the 16th, so this is up through Friday, 1,241 COVID-19 tests of student-athletes. One positive test, one is pending. That's it. Okay? So, that's what you have. One. And that's for all of them. That's not just, you know, obviously, this includes the daily, it's all the daily testing they're doing, but that's what they have. Those are the numbers. This is one of those, okay, how's Penn State testing? Good. Okay. How's Indiana testing? Okay, good. We're at that point now. I was on with Mark Packer on Sirius XM on the 4th of July. 4th of July. And I am... And Mark asked me, now this again, it's the 4th of July, before any of this happened. But there was an outbreak across the country. So he said, Steve, do you think we're going to have a season? And I said, geez, Mark, I think we're going to have a season. I really do. I really, deep down in my heart, think they're going to have a season. I said, but, I said, the goal needs to be simple right now. And this is something I've articulated on this show. The goal right now should be to play a game. And the second goal should be to play a second game. And the third goal is to play a third game. Uh, Well, I didn't realize it was going to take until October 24th to play. But I still feel it is the same uh, as what I talked about on the 4th of July with Mark. Okay, Here it is Wednesday. To me, the goal now is to play a game. (laughs) Then the second goal is to then play a second game. (laughs) Then the third goal is to play a third game. 
the the percentage of games being played right now is up in the ninety to ninety five percent range every week. That never gets again. There's uh, I pointed this out in the summer, and I pointed this out back in, in August, early September. I, nobody ever talks about this stuff. I don't get it. Is it have we become a business? on the radio of dealing with low hanging fruit and that's all we know how to do we don't have to we don't have to put any more effort in than just low hanging fruit oh no the marlins can't play oh you know i maybe i'll shut down the seasonal thing well they got through it I'd be sitting. I was sitting there talking about the marlins and the cardinals i said you know what's going on here you know 28 out of the 30 teams don't have a problem in my neighborhood, that's a high percentage. It wasn't 28 had a problem and two didn't. Two had a problem and 28 did not. Oh, there was a little slice of a day or two with the Mets. There was, what, a day with the Reds? But let's face it, 28 out of the 30, and then once St. Louis and, and the Marlins settled down, they were fine the rest of the way, and guess what? They both made the playoffs. Tampa Bay, the Lightning, won the Stanley Cup. Let's go back to late June, when there was that outbreak at the Phillies and Blue Jays camp. Remember that, Matt? And who else had a problem? The Tampa Bay Lightning. That's right. And guess I mean, see, these are all things people forget. When it happened, big headline, big headline, oh my... Well, guess what? It settled down. Tampa Bay, after that, had zero problems. After that week, zero. Won the Stanley Cup. All right? Well, in college football, can you believe all the games have been postponed? There have been some games postponed, canceled, moved around. But guess what? The lowest number, the lowest percentage of games played in a weekend... So far this season, you know what the number is? 82%. That's the lowest percentage of games played this year. That means only 18% in that particular weekend were postponed or canceled. It's happened. You don't want to see it happen. But right now, the percentage on a weekly basis is between 90 and 95%. You never hear that now, do you? But you do hear about which ones are postponed. Now the question is, can the Big Ten on a weekly basis clear each hurdle? Penn State plays Indiana. Now the next week, can Ohio State and Penn State both clear their hurdles, make sure they're okay, and whatever. One of the problems, like, for example, that Florida had, you know what Florida's problem was? Florida's problem was not going to Texas A&M. That was not their problem. Florida's problem was the players they didn't take with them got lax back on campus in Gainesville. That's where the problem came in. The problem was not Dan Mullen takes his team to College Station, they play the game, oh, they, oh, they got COVID, they can't play. No, the problem was the players that stayed back because you can only take X, X amount on the road. In fact, James, you're allowed to take 74 on the road. I believe James is taking fewer players on the road this weekend, fewer than 74. But that still means there's going to be 50 players left back here. They've got to stay disciplined. 
about what's going on. They've got to understand that the success of the next game to play it also depends on them staying disciplined in State College while the team is in Indiana. That's how tricky a slope this is. Because that was Florida's problem. Florida's problem was the guys that stayed back, not the guys that played. I always enjoy, not enjoy, I mean this sarcastically. When I always hear, you know, some people don't want to have these conversations. You know, somebody makes that bold statement. The bottom line is the person that says that nine times out of ten actually themselves does not actually want to have a real conversation about it. They just don't. They just, they're not well-armed enough upstairs to have the real conversation about certain things. You know, believe me, and I'm run into it many times. I don't have a real conversation about it. So you start to have a real conversation with them about it, and they look, look at you like, I don't want to talk about this. No, it's what they want to do is they want to win the argument. Okay, they don't want to sit down and actually have the conversation dealing with facts. Has there been a problem? Yes. Okay, but did anybody out there know until I told you that ninety to ninety-five percent of the games the last three weekends have actually been played? No, you probably don't know. You have to look it up. You have to be able to add, subtract, divide. But I've taken the time to go through it and figure it out. Because I want to know what percentage is actually being played. Lowest percentage of any weekend played so far in college football is 82%. That means the, the maximum percentage of games missed in a weekend, of games that were scheduled that weekend, is 18%. Okay, so that's a weekend, one weekend, where it was one in five. That means four out of five played. Now we're up into the 90 95% range. Now you're going to get more into the mix this week. The Big Ten and the Mountain West are both entering the fray this week. But the percentages are much better despite highly publicized postponements. And the postponement should be highly publicized. It's a big deal if LSU doesn't play Florida and they can play December 12th. Yes, that's a story. That's a big deal. But it can't become the overwhelming, oh my goodness, the earth is coming to a stop. No, almost everybody else played. The NFL's had to make some adjustments. Well, guess what happened last weekend? Everybody played. Yeah, you had to take a Thursday game because of a game on a Tuesday night. You had to take a Thursday game, move it to a Monday. But everybody played. That was supposed to play. Nobody missed the weekend. World Series, they're playing. I thought we were told in August they ought to cancel the whole thing. They're playing the World Series right now. Game two's coming up. My point is, it can be done, and it is being done. And let's give, you know, you look at the testing numbers that I told you for Penn State. Do those young people deserve a lot of credit for really just saying this is what we need to do? They've been told this is what they need to do. They are told they have to either go to class or do it on Zoom and practice. And guess what they're doing? They're going going to class or taking on Zoom. 
and they're practicing. They're not going out and doing things because they know it's the only way to get through the season. Let's give uh, the 18- to 23-year-olds a lot of credit for what's happened so far. And believe me, you can do everything right and inadvertently still get it. Or if you're Nick Saban, you can will it away. <laughs> Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. All right, great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. What a beautiful day today. By the way, Saturday, 52 for a high. Cold front's going through. 52 for a high kickoff on Saturday. But we'll be inside the greenhouse, so we'll be good. <laughs> That's what we refer to the broadcast booth there as. It's a glass booth. So when it's a chilly day out, it's really it's really great to be in. Um, and... But when it's like it's early in the season and it's 75 degrees or whatever, man, it gets warm in there. <laughs> no big deal, but that's why we refer to it as the greenhouse because it's glass. And we're, we're, at, we're just outside the regular press box. So it's going to be 52. Later in the day, a little bit of sun. I think it's going to help us. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Hi, Dad Rose on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. We had talked about the ratings in college football being down 30%. I mentioned that the Big Ten getting now into the act this weekend will be a big boost. But I also said last week that the first sign of upward mobility would be Georgia and Alabama. Well, they drew almost 10 million viewers on Saturday night. A week earlier, the Tennessee-Georgia game... Drew 5.77. Georgia, Alabama drew almost 10 million. Pretty good. Last season, only five games before championship week drew at least 9 million viewers. This is a year ago. Notre Dame, Georgia, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan and Alabama-Auburn. Those are the only five that had more than 9 million viewers or better last season. By the way, the Penn State-Ohio State game on Fox November 23rd last year, 
was only 200,000 fewer than Georgia, Alabama the other night. But so that tells you that you give the fans something to watch that they think has something at stake. College football, they will watch it. Now we'll see what's uh, getting in. Uh, now we'll see what the Big Ten getting back into it, what that means for college football numbers. The Pac-12 will not get it back into it until November 7th. Interesting, I thought the Pac-12 would play a Friday night game to open on the 6th, but they're not. But they are going to play a lot of Friday night games. 13th, UCLA-Utah in the Rose Bowl. UCLA at Oregon on the 20th. Stanford at Cal on uh, Thanksgiving Friday. Now, that's at 1 p.m. on Fox. That means that in Berkeley, it's going to be a 10 o'clock in the morning start on that Friday. Oregon at Oregon State will either be at 12.30, which is 9.30 in the morning in Corvallis, 4, more reasonable, 1 o'clock, or 7.30, which is pretty good at 4.30 in the afternoon out there. Apple Cup game, Washington at Washington State and Pullman, same story, 12.34, 7.30. On the 4th of December, Washington State at USC. Arizona State at Arizona on the 11th which will be part of a double header. You got Utah, Colorado on the 11th as well. But they have a couple of games this year that the Pac-12 does that are 9 a.m. local starts. Now, there aren't going to be any fans, but my goodness. What are they doing to themselves there? <laughs> like, I, I don't get the appeal here. In order to be on, they feel in order to be on at noon on the East Coast, they think they have to do this. But it's still the middle of a work day, though, even though it's a Friday. No, well, that's Black Friday, though. A lot of people oh, that, that bl- Right, off. that Black Friday. Yeah, that's, that's Black true. Friday. No, 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 no. That's that's why they're playing on that day, the day after Thanksgiving. Well, that makes sense. For, exa- for example, Iowa and Nebraska always play on that day. And if you notice in this year's schedule, they're playing on that day. So they're keeping that part alive, which is good. But the other Fridays, I don't get. Black Friday, okay. The other Fridays, they're just, they're just going for TV. They're going for time slots. Okay. They think Friday night's the best way for to get their product out there. That's one of the problems with the Pac-12. They seem desperate. You know, they seem desperate in all this. A 9 a.m. local start to play at noon? Under the category of, you've got to be kidding me, really? I don't get it. Seven months after getting a $15 million extension... The Bills have cut former starting guard Quentin Spain. Gone. Earth to Howie, make the call. 
You think he solves your problems? Well, it's better than what they have here with Sua, Peta, and... Well, actually, the Eagles released Javon Brown, actually, finally, but still, it's better than what they have. Boy, I'd hate to have a law case in front of you. You are the hanging judge. <laughs> I mean, did you, you see nailed- Javon Brown's performance against the Ravens? It was, like, it was beyond embarrassing. So I'm glad he, they dumped him. I don't think the Brown family agrees with you. <laughs> it's because they're biased. And you aren't? <laughs> All right. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He gets replaced by Tuatunga Viola, right? So, he talked to reporters Wednesday. He said the, the, the switch was a big surprise to him. He said it broke his heart. He said, my heart hurt all day during a conference call. He was shocked when Brian Flores informed him that Tua would be taking over. So I basically got fired yesterday. And my day today consisted of Zoom meetings with the guy who fired me and sitting in a room with the guy who replaced me for four hours. Hey, I mean, can you blame him for feeling this way? I mean, I realize you're into firing everybody. I can tell by your Eagles comments. But but not in this case. In this case, I think this screws everything up in that locker room. When you're in it right now in the AFC East, this was... Once again, as I said yesterday, another stupid move by the Dolphins. Because this is what happens. You didn't like Bob Greasy? No. No. Well, I mean, as a player, all right, but uh, not as a front (laughs) office guy yet, no. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know. He's a backup. Now, two, what did two throw? Two passes? The other day? They must have been two really good passes. I mean, he sat at the 15 yard line at that way at the end of the game, soaking everything in because of everything he's been through. Maybe that's what won the coaches over. Not to take away from a cool moment. It was a cool moment, but. Hmm. I think you're just anti Tua. Well, I thought it was a little high of a pick. I will say that. Can it be a good? Could he be a good quarterback in this league? Maybe. But he, but he wasn't. He wasn't as high as the Dolphins rate him. Well, let's look at this draft so far. Justin Herbert's way better than I thought he was going to be. Oh, yeah, I feel the same way. I thought that way was better. a reach, too. I looked at that and I thought, geez, really? Joe Burrow, though, looks like he's the real deal. Oh, yeah. 
I am really impressed by him so far. He gives the, the Bengals a fighting chance in every game. But now you got Thursday night football. <laughs> the Giants and the Eagles. See what happened to Odell, Odell Beckham Jr.? Once again, not surprising. Banned for two years from the LSU facility for handing out cash after their national championship win. The suits felt like other teams that played Shickle. I mean, they've been doing that for years. I mean, but it's, I think it's just him being bitter. I mean, it's just him being bitter. Yeah, that's exactly right. Just thought I'd mention it. It's, how many times have you heard? They're paying people. It's a high school. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're paying people. Sometimes the other guy's better. He can't accept that. He can't accept it. But and there we are. So Tua gets the starting job. You're anti-Tua. You're anti-Tua. Yeah, as of right now, yeah, I am. Wow. Five weeks from today, by the way, college basketball begins. So Dick Girardi called me yesterday. He says, um, do we have a schedule yet? No. So he said, do we know who they're playing in the non-conference? I said, no. So do they have they how many games are they playing in the Big Ten? I said, I don't know. He said, he said says, Do you know what combination of teams they're playing in the Big Ten? I said, No, I don't know. So they're playing in the Gavit games. I said, Now that I do know, they're not playing in the Gavit games. I said, That's been canceled. I said they weren't gonna play in it anyway. Yeah. So every answer I gave him was either no or I don't know. And he said, that's not good. I said, I'm waiting like you are. You are. I don't know. I said, I told him what I did know. I said, my understanding is they're still playing Seton Hall. My understanding is that they're playing in the Orlando tournament, which is now a four-team tournament, and the Penn State's playing VCU, and Tennessee is playing Charlotte. And then the winners, losers play each other. Okay. And I said, my understanding is there's a good chance the Big Ten will still play 20 games. I said, that's all I know. <laughs> now, we talked about the team. I knew a lot about that. Yeah, I knew a lot of that. That was not an issue. <laughs> but every answer I had was, I don't know. Or no. I'm not sure. <laughs> I told him that I thought we'd have a schedule by November... First or second. First is Sunday, so I'd say it'd be November second. I said should have a schedule probably by then. He goes, Well, I don't hey Dick, I hope so. <laughs> he says the opener is the twenty fifth. I said, I don't I'm just telling you. So they've been working on it. They've been trying. No, he asked about the ACC challenge. I said, I don't know. Because <laughs> the Big Twelve and the SEC are still playing their challenge. They're still gonna play their challenge. I'm just sitting like, I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> not exactly the answers he wanted, or not the answers he was hoping for. He said, you know what we're going to do the game? She said, don't know yet. <laughs> uh, the Big West, though, did put out its uh, basketball schedule. Uh, somebody that personally I like, uh, a, talking to him, but uh, Stan Van Gundy, new four-year deal will be the New Orleans Pelicans head coach. Toledo has had to shut down its practices for basketball. Six Toledo players and the head coach have tested positive. So they're shut down for two weeks. So we got some news on that front. Oh, Jimmy Sotos. Jimmy Sotos asked for a waiver to play at Ohio State this year. Now, normally they hand out these waivers in the NCAA. They hand them out like water at a 10K. Jimmy Sotos was denied. Wow. And he has, he has decided to appeal... So Jimmy Soto's had his waiver denied. He's going to appeal. And so we'll wait and see what happens there. Because Penn State has a player in that boat, and Sam Sessoms. We thought we'd at least, since had a little info on a former Bucknell player, we thought we'd pass it along. That's where we are. I mean, they, like I said, they hand out they hand out those waivers in the NCAA like it's water in a 10K. Here, take a bottle. <laughs> but not this time. Not this time. He got the he got the nine. Now he's appealing it, but geez, I'm surprised by that. I mean, they're letting everybody play right now. Why well, I'm wondering what's going to happen with Sam Sessoms. I would, you know, he transferred from Binghamton. It would not hurt to have him part of the mix. I mean, I watch him practice, and I sit there and go, "Man, he can play." By the way, Parker Washington. You know, people are like, "He's starting." You know what I like about Parker Washington when I watch him? He knows how to play football. It sounds like to some of you that's a ridiculous statement, but there are guys who are great athletes who know how to play. All right? There are also some great athletes that really don't know how to play. And then there are guys that the sport seems to be made for them and they just instinctively know how to play. They work at it, but they know how to play it. He knows how to play. He knows how to play. If they tell him a reason why something has to be done a certain way, boom, he just... Okay, he does it. All right, take a break. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on the show today. Okay, uh, one clarification on testing in the Big Ten. I think there are a lot of people that think that if you get a positive test, that's it, you're done for 21 days. Not so. If you get a positive daily antigen test, and then you take the PCR test, and it's negative, your daily test is considered to be a false positive. So I figured I would at least clarify that for everyone to let you know that that's... So if you you test positive on the daily antigen test, then you have to... And, of course, if you test positive on the PCR test, then you're done 21 days. But if you test positive on the daily antigen, but you test negative... On the PCR test, it's considered to be a false positive, and you can return in 24 hours. These are all interesting items that we need to keep track of the entire time. All these items that we sit back and say, okay, really? All right. All right, so... Because that's where we are with this. I mean, it's all sorts of rules we never thought we'd be talking about. Never. Hey, by the way, you want a slice of good news? Mackenzie Milton, remember that awful, horrific injury he had at UCF? He is now back and running the scout team at UCF as he makes his way back. Good for him. Obviously, a young man with a lot of guts. Takes a lot of work to get back after something like that happens. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. 